Welcome back to the Monitor Sports Podcast. Eric Rinson-Lobel here with Dana Torrey for our final podcast of the fall 2023 season. We're going to be discussing our fall player of the season awards that were printed in the Monitor on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more about our picks and uh, the impact that each of the nine athletes that we selected had on their teams this year. Um, a lot of sports that we've discussed have had a lot of talented teams, with a lot of talented players. So uh, there, there's certainly arguments to be made about other players that, that we did not choose to uh, receive this recognition as well. But obviously for uh, the purpose of space, we could not put everybody down, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss the nine that we did. And Dan, let's start with the, the, one of the teams that won a championship this year, uh, Bo boys soccer, our boys soccer player of the, season going to Colby Smith the senior uh, Colby had 16 goals and five assists for Bo scored the game-winning goal in the D2 championship game against Lebanon uh, he's one of seven seniors on that team that finished the year 17 one and one and Dan we talked a lot this season about the impact Josh Smith had as the new head coach Colby Smith no relation to my knowledge um had a big, it was one of the big reasons why in his, you know, him and, and his senior class was a big reason why, uh, you know, this group was able to have the success it did. Yeah. He's been, he's been their, their main setup man all year. He takes a lot of the free kicks for the team as well. And, and generate a lot of chances off of the set pieces. Um, definitely. And in, in the attacking midfield role is definitely uh, one of the, the key cogs and getting the ball up the field and creating a lot of chances um i mean 16 goals in in 19 games plus the five assists that's you know a point almost a goal a game um more than a point every game that he's that he's getting uh just him alone so um definitely a, a a worthy winner it's it's hard sometimes with somebody's teams to um you know, to kind of pick one player, uh, as you alluded to, uh, you know, especially a team like Bo that was so well-rounded. They they did a lot of things on the defensive end. Um, definitely a, a lot of strong players there as well. Um, certainly Aaron Barrio in the conversation and making a couple saves in, uh, in, in the championship game, uh, but also in that shootout. You know, Bo doesn't win that shootout. You know, they're not even, they're not even there. Um, so really hard to pick you know, one um, player, but I think Colby definitely stood out um, just for kind of his play all over the field and and his role in the attacking mid there. So Colby Smith, the boy soccer player of the year, girl soccer, we go to the other side of the Concord area to Pembroke where Bailey Gatchel led the Spartans with 22 goals and seven assists this season. Uh, the junior had four goals in Pembroke's 4-2 win over Laconia on October 17th. Had another four-goal game and an assist in Pembroke's first-round playoff win over Pelham. That was a 6-1 win. And she scored the only goal in Pembroke's 1-0 upset win over second-seeded Merrimack Valley in the quarterfinals. That was a big uh, big upset for the Spartans. Uh, Pembroke did finish 11-8. We, we discussed on last week's show that you know they came up short against Cole Brown in the Division II semifinals, but uh, 
Bailey Gatchel then was just a real focal point to a team that had an up and down year, but but she was pretty consistent from the very beginning. Yeah, I know um, Pembroke had a lot of had a lot of changes in personnel from last season to this season. Um, Gatchel being one of the few players that didn't didn't change much in the lineup from the two years uh, herself, and of course Layla Al Shawafi in goal. Um, you know this this was I think probably certainly this year probably the most discussion that I've ever had with a monitor colleague around uh, uh, an award. Um, you know, girls soccer is the deepest sport in our area. Um, far and away, pound for pound, you know, girls soccer is definitely the strongest sport. We had, we had a final four team in all four divisions uh, in three of the four divisions conquered nearly making it there as well. Um, so really it was, it's a busy night when it's the girls semifinals. Um, for you, Eric, a lot of time going to the soccer pitches, um, but definitely Bailey, a, a very strong candidate, put up really impressive numbers this season, um, really stood out for Pembroke when, when Pembroke needed a little bit of spark and definitely provided that consistency. I don't think that it's a stretch to say that without Bailey, um, Pembroke doesn't doesn't win a lot of those games and doesn't make it as far as it does. Um, so I I very happy with that with that decision but definitely a challenging one so many strong uh, girls soccer players in the monitor coverage area yeah as you said this was definitely the the hardest one to narrow down but 22 goals two four goal games as a, a junior too i mean we one of the things that i think is is been interesting about this group that we'll get through everybody is you know oftentimes it's just a lot of seniors that you have on the on these lists but We've got several kids on here that are not seniors yet. Gatchel being one of them. We'll get to a couple others shortly. Um, so, you know, someone having this level of an impact as a junior um, certainly uh, makes it a little bit more impressive. And speaking of juniors, Dan, our football player of the season also uh, has another year of high school athletics left in his career. That's right. So another one that was really hard to to pick one player for given the strength of the team as a unit um but junior joey dykstra uh john stark football football player of the season um i think for me what really did it was just the well-rounded nature of this player in all three phases um there's a lot of very talented players on this john stark team 13 seniors on the team um they've improved a lot as a unit over the last three years um, since head coach Ray Kershaw came on board and this team has really grown and developed a lot. Um, uh, but Joey Dykstra uh, all over the field, he was the second leading rusher for the team behind Donnie White, um, who was definitely considered for this as well. Um, he split time at quarterback with Blake Suckus and, um, big part of the defense at linebacker uh, he blocked kicks on special teams he um, was part of the play that led to the safety in the playoff game that uh, ultimately gave John Stark some momentum and helped keep him back in it so uh, just a very well-rounded player curious to see what uh happens to him next season um again 13 players leaving um Blake Suckis graduating uh, from that group uh, starting quarterback for the last uh 
three years, I believe. So we'll see a lot of teams kind of did, uh, they would line up a couple different players um, at quarterback. Sometimes, you know, under center to take a pass. Other times they'd alternate and, and do runs. So uh, no doubt they'll come up with something, something good for next year. Um, but a great season for uh, Joey. He had 117 rush yards and a touchdown and threw a 36-yard touchdown pass in the season opening come from behind win over Milford. And that win week one really set the tone for the team, I feel. That was one of those games where um, if they lose that game to Milford, kind of a toss-up game, um, you know, they're not they're not going very they're not going very far, um, but they came from behind. They were losing 27 to six midway through the third quarter. They come back to win 30 to 27. Uh, really a great season for John Stark. Joey Dykes are definitely part of that. Uh, curious uh, what the, what the generals look like next year. Um, so, but uh, it was a great season. It was fun to watch them play. Um, I think their playoff game with Plymouth, was much closer than the score indicated um, 28 to eight it was really close, probably until midway through the fourth quarter when it started to pull away a little bit. Plymouth, by the way, with a huge upset, I would consider an upset win um, over John Starks or sorry, over a Sauhegan in the semifinal as well. So uh, Plymouth, a very strong football team to go against in the playoffs. So John Stark, kind of the, the biggest success story, them and Bo, the two best teams in the coverage area this fall. And we we uh, documented that it certainly was not a banner season for area football, but still some talented players. And Joey Dykstra uh, certainly at the top of the list. In volleyball, uh, our player of the season is Annika Gunderson, the co-Brown senior who led the runner-up Bears with 147 kills and 24 blocks this year. She had the team leading 12 kills in Co-Brown's semifinal win over Sauhegan. Um, and Gunderson, one of eight seniors on the roster for a program that Dan every single year seems to find itself in a championship game, even though the roster looks pretty different year to year. Yeah, uh, Gunderson was a, a big part of last year's team as well. Uh, I did not see Co Brown play um, at all this season, um, but I did see them play in uh, the last two championship games previous to this year's, um, and and she's been a big part of that team um, all the way all the way through. Again, it's you know take your pick on on Co Brown. Um, just a, a really a strong roster all the way through um a lot of players uh really uh, standing out um in that program you don't you don't get to the the championship game that consistently with only one with only one good player um but definitely Gunderson definitely stood out this year and uh you know when I had asked coach Renee Zobel who who she thought were was her most impactful player this year. It took her a while to kind of figure that out because one of the things that this program prides itself on, as you alluded to, is versatility and depth. And so that means that you're never relying on any one person to carry you. And one person may have a bad day and somebody else picks them up. And then the next day, somebody else is having a rough day and somebody else is picking up the slack. So the fact that this, this program seemingly every year has – the depth and and versatility to overcome individual struggles 
is a big reason why Cole Brown has made it as far as it has each of the last three years. But uh, Gunderson in particular stood out. Um, even you know, notably in that Sauhegan game that I mentioned, uh, that was Cole Brown sweeping that match. Uh, Coach Zobel said Gunderson was really sick that day, and she kind of gutted through that and, and was the most notable player on the floor. So um, Annika Gunderson Sr. wins the volleyball player of the season award for 2020. Three, uh, on in field hockey, we go to a sophomore, Lauren Gavon from John Stark. She had 11 goals and eight assists as the center mid for the Division II champions. Gavon was also named Division II Offensive Player of the Year, which as a sophomore is very impressive. And, you know, you and I both know that, you know, when, when, when you look at you know, the coaches that are deciding these awards, usually seniors are probably going to get first priority and then probably juniors. But for a sophomore to get that recognition and and be as impactful as she was, I think just speaks to, A, why John Stark is so good that you have a sophomore that can do this, um, but also just how impactful uh, she was among all area players this fall. Absolutely. And as you alluded to, Eric, all of the all state and players of the year awards that are given out by the coaches association are voted on by coaches of those different coaches associations. So um, to winning those awards, you're, you're making an impression on the coaches throughout the, the rest of the division as well. Um, and clearly as a sophomore, if you're, if you're doing that says a lot about who you are as a player. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's, cool to see that you know Lauren gave on not not only doing well at this level but being one of those players who's really come up through the ranks um and and helped you know put uh field hockey on the map and where in Henniker at all levels um is has been a pretty cool story something that we've um you know documented pretty well at the monitor over the last few years to see the the growth of that program um yeah, they just they keep they keep rolling. You've got a starting goalie uh, who's a freshman, and you've got the offensive player of the year as a sophomore. So I think uh, you know I would predict another strong showing next year from John Stark field hockey. Well, that was the thing was they're only I mean they graduated I think it was seven seniors, but a few of them did not play a ton. So most of the core players are back next year, which as you said, seems to suggest that this, this team is going to be good for the next couple of years at least. Um, but also did want to mention that uh, Lauren had a very big postseason as well. Um, she scored two goals in John Stark's semifinal win over Sauhegan and then the only goal in the championship game against Kennett. And, and in those two games, uh, coach Dennis Pelletier moved her from playing the midfield to playing forward uh, because she'd been dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. And so playing forward meant a little bit less running because midfield, you're responsible for getting back on defense to help as well. So she didn't have to worry about that. And she goes out there and scores three goals in the two games. So versatility also uh, something that uh, Lauren Gavon showed great strength in. On the golf course, we have two players that we or two golfers that we wanted to recognize Gavin Richardson at Concord and Andrew Serpernot at Merrimack Valley. 
Dan, we talked about both these guys uh, earlier, about probably about a month ago now, when the golf championships took place. Um, Concord won the team championship for the first time since 2006. Uh, Gavin Richardson finished tied for second in that team championship, shooting one under par 71. And then he followed that up by taking on the division one individual championship. Uh, that's, that was just the second time in Concord golf history that they won the team championship and had a golfer win the individual title. And then Serpernant also finished, uh, first in the D2 individual championship after finishing first in the team championship shooting one under par 69. Um, the MV story was particularly cool and we and we covered this previously because MV did not have a varsity golf program since 2016, picked it up again this year, and then they have a kid who wins the individual title. Yeah, not only did they not have a team since 2016 they were winless in those last two years it was 2014 the last time that the the mv varsity golf program won any matches at all um and then you know to lead mv to the team uh championship uh competition in in its first year back mv i believe finished seventh um out of eight teams in division two in that uh, team championship competition. Um, but Serpina, he dominated the individual side of things. He won the, he won the title by six strokes, um, had a lead going into the, the championship. But both of these guys are Tristan and Serpina. They're, they're playing at Beaver Meadow in the individual championship. The course they both grew up playing on, they're not going to relinquish a lead. Um, on in either of those cases in Richardson's case he was trailing and then came came back to end up winning by three strokes despite being down one um heading into that second round uh, but you know I don't I you know I don't like to give two awards you know I don't like to split these typically but in, in this case they've both achieved historic things for their programs um both won individual titles uh really hard to to separate these these two athletes and for Richardson he's been you know the number one player on the Concord roster since he was a freshman and now here he is as a senior he you know gets to ride off into the sunset with an individual title and the team championship and the that hadn't happened since I believe it was I said 19 1947 or 48 uh, I don't remember offhand uh, when I had looked it up was the last time that Concord had uh, a Concord golfer had pulled off the same the same accomplishment and I think you know what what Serpernant did as as for Merrimack Valley showing new golfers that you know showing them what's possible, showing a lot of kids who are new to the sport of golf, um, that not only can you play this, like it's possible to play this and win at it and, and be really good. And I think just seeing someone there, um, really raises the bar for the whole program and really shows, you know, what you can do if you, if you dedicate the time to it. Um, but really imp impressive seasons for both Richardson and Serpernot. Uh, the coaches spoke very highly of both of these athletes and you're covering, them uh for the week of all the golf championships um both seniors and and definitely some holes to fill but you know a great way for the two of them to go out and i i just wanted to follow up on the point you made about you know investing the time and energy into a program and when we've talked about this i mean we just discussed john stark field hockey 
well, you know, there are a lot of these programs that have resurrected themselves in recent years has been because you have people that just, you know, want to put the time in and, and it, you know, you see the benefits of it. And again, you know, that doesn't happen by accident when, when you have a program like MV that's dormant for almost a decade and then comes, comes out and, you know, has a whole team at the division two team championships. I mean, that coach Joe Doherty had mentioned to me when I talked to him afterwards was, you know, coming to the season, he was hoping that they could get two kids, you know, two kids participating in that would be great, but to be able to send the whole team, um, was just a great experience. They didn't, I think they finished seventh uh, out of eight. So it wasn't great overall showing, but just to be able to get there was something that w- was cool for them. And, and uh, again, a testament to the work that everyone associated with that program has put in the last uh, couple of years. Dan, why don't you wrap us up with your uh, cross country runners of the fall? Well, it wouldn't be, a podcast about cross country or a story about cross country if we didn't talk about Coe Brown. So our boys cross country runner of the season, senior Jamie Lano uh, of Coe Brown Northwood Academy, the division two individual title winner. He ran 16 minutes, 24 seconds on the 5k course at Dairyfield Park. His individual title helped lead Coe Brown to second as a team, um, snapping the streak of five consecutive championships for Coe Brown. Um, but, you know, Coe Brown overhauled a lot of its varsity roster from last year. They graduated four seniors, three of them Division One athletes, one of them the best runner in the state of New Hampshire history. Um, so, if it really was it was going to be a rebuilding year, I say rebuilding with air quotes, um, because it really did not become a rebuilding year very, very quickly. And, you know, one of Lano's biggest roles on the team, in addition to leading the team on the course, was just, you know, passing on his knowledge. He, you know, was an underclassman running with Aiden Cox and, 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 Tyler Kasich and you know these this group of really really strong senior runners and now they've moved on and he's you know now the keeper of all of that um and he really led the team on and off the course and uh definitely helped you know keep them at the level that they're they're used to competing at um so to see him take on both of those roles you know with, with such a you know relatively younger and inexperienced team than maybe we've seen from out of Co Brown in the past um was huge also a big coaching change at co brown as well we wrote about that in the preview at the beginning of the season after more than two decades coaches uh brent Kazik and tim cox um moving on and and a couple upperclassmen lucas fisher and brooke laskowski taking over the program so to have that really strong senior leader um to kind of help with a new coaching staff and and maintain that same culture on and off the course was really big for Co Brown. Uh, once again, second place as a team. Um, Jamie uh, Lano finished seventh at the meet of champions a week later, competing against the best from all three divisions of New Hampshire competition. Uh, and then Co Brown just competed this past weekend at New England's, where they finished eighteenth. Uh, once again, uh, Lano leading the way for the team there. Um, so a great season for Lano and uh, the Cobra boys cross-country team. 
Girls cross country team, we have a freshman winning this award. Cross country is a little bit more clear cut when you have something like the meet of champions where you get to have the top runners from all three of those divisions running head to head. Um, but Hopkinton freshman Maddie Lane really had an amazing season. Uh, I didn't know this at the beginning of the season. Um, this was her first year ever running cross country. Um, she is a, a soccer player turns cross country runner um, winning the division three individual title. Uh, she ran 19 minutes, 31 seconds on the 5k course at Dairyfield park to claim that title lane also winning the capital area championship nine days before winning the division three crown. Um, really a tremendous season start to finish. She talked a lot about this when I chatted with her after her division three title was just gaining confidence throughout the season, uh, was second place at the Guilford early bird invitational and had a few other top five finishes at some major events. And by the end of the year, she's winning these major invitationals. She wins the Pelham invite, she wins capital area, and then wraps it up with a division three crown also finished seventh at the meet of champions. And then most recently 17th in new England as a freshman. Um, so really an impressive season um, for lane and uh, yeah, looking forward to see what, what she's able to do over the next, over the next four years for the Hawks. Um, yeah, Eric nine, Nine athletes, and uh, just like that, uh, our fall coverage, while fall season is still not over for everyone, there are still the Division One and Division Two football championships that will be wrapping up over the next couple of weekends. Our work for the fall uh, is done. That it is. And again, uh, the nine athletes, Colby Smith for bow for boys soccer, Bailey Gatchel, Pembroke girls soccer, Joey Dykstra from John Stark in football, Annika Gunderson, Co-Brown for volleyball, Lauren Gavon, John Stark for field hockey, Gavin Richardson at Concord, Andrew Serpernot, Merrimack Valley for golf, Jamie Lano for Co-Brown and boys cross country, and Maddie Lane Hopkinton, girls cross country. Um, great seasons for all of them. Great seasons for a lot of area teams. Just wanted to thank everybody again for uh, supporting our coverage this fall, as always. Uh, you can check out the full players of the season that was in Sunday's monitor. It's also up on the website, so you can track it down either of those two ways. And, uh, yeah, Dan, it's been a great fall, and uh, we'll be back, I guess, in about a month. I, I think uh, basketball, if I remember correctly, starts a month from Sunday, December 12th, if I'm remembering correctly. Hockey starts December 13th, if I remember right. And uh, we're going to have wrestling and swimming starting before then, but the brunt of winter starts in about a month. So. Oh, the first day of wrestling and swimming was today. We are recording this on Monday, November 13th. I don't understand how that's possible. Fall sports haven't fully concluded. And then it's already the first day of practice for swimming and wrestling. You would assume that a lot of you know, football players also wrestle. You imagine there's a lot of overlap between those two sports. Uh, but nevertheless, we don't make the rules. We just report on the results. Um, probably, hopefully, uh, once some All-State teams are released, we will have the All-State awards um, 
in print where we can highlight the area winners of all of those. Uh, no doubt we'll have several um, across all the different sports. So we're hoping that we can get those in as they become available. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to, I'm not looking forward to the weather changing necessarily, but I am excited for some winter sports. Certainly should be uh, another exciting season uh, coming up. We had a several area teams last winter that had some, deep playoff runs and we expect more of the same this year, but that's still not for another month or so. So until then uh, for Dan and Tori, I'm Eric Rinson Lavelle. Thanks for joining us and we will talk to you soon.